Day by day, day by day, we get better and better. We can't be beat. We can't be beat. Love it. All right. If we weren't 0 and 2, I would have got chills. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Cracking Crime. I'm your host, Jamie Tilson. I'm Seth. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Matthew. And we got Matthew with us again, Mr. Larson. Ah, that was a great intro. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. I wish and we had some reason to be fired up about it. We we're talking be, about I love it. Yeah, but, this episode is the episode about the Cornhuskers. It's going to be good. The biggest crime so far um, outside, including Lawrence Phillips, has got to be what Lawrence Phil or um, Jeff Sims has done to our season so far. <laughs> Just stealing yeah. shit and giving it away. He's like Peter Pan out there. From the rich He's playing hot potato and goddamn his hands are sensitive. <laughs> well, so that actually takes us right in. Everybody knows that we're doing an Amigos giveaway, right? Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? So is yeah. Jeff Sims. Yeah. So um, you guys, everybody can go check it out, and you can get the uh, Sims special at Amigos. Uh, whenever we choose, when we decide. So remember, we have to go and like that post. Sims is giving away those post. second rate tacos, and boy, he can't fucking hang on to them. I'll tell you what. Can I introduce a new idea? No, we don't. We're, we're, hey, we're this promoting is, your like giveaway. This. this is part of it. Okay. I think before answers have to be in before the Michigan game, because there'll be plenty of football afterwards. Person that's closest to guessing his turnovers by the end of the season. Is that <laughs> well, right now we're on path for like himself, like three a game, because mm -hmm. we've had four games so far. Three. I think. Uh, I think he's either going to get better or he's going to get benched. I mean, uh, that's I'm not... I'm going to say 10 more. I think it's going to take 10 more for him to get benched. You think so? Less. Actually, I'm, I would like to revise. I think I think it's 7. I think 7. And I really, I truly think it's less than that. I was like... not the rules, not who we thought he was, and here we go, Frost again. What if we don't have anybody backing him up? We got Purdy, we got Harbaugh. Yeah, but do we, we, what, got... we haven't been at practices. What if they can't catch the ball or throw the ball either? If, if they can hold on to it off a of snap. So... We're starting we pretty good. Throws just as can bad, you hand it can't to the running run. back? But what if they can't run? Can threat? you hand it to the running back? I don't know. I, I could. think that's a step forward. Well, doesn't mean I should be playing quarterback. Can we even Maybe snap the ball? And, I'd vote and for you. I'd, I would. Like Matt knows how to fucking. Can we snap the ball, the ball and, and not have it hit the guy who's advancing? So and the rules explanation of that today or after post game was he didn't know he needed to look at the film and realize was it Sims' fault? Was the center snapping too early? was whoever was coming around in movement, he didn't know. He had to look at film to decide whose fault that was. Sims needs to get his shit together. He needs to take his cheap-ass tacos and burritos and put head on down. I know. We, we've already... So, his so, hands are probably so greasy from eating all those delicious tacos <laughs> and that amazing exactly, ranch. That's exactly what that's I was thinking. Can't hold on to the ball. Taco, yeah. Bell's, Taco Bell's grease would have been sticky like that jizz-looking stuff from fucking, <laughs> what's that movie called? The Little Giants, okay? It would have been all over his hands. <laughs> yeah, or have you seen The Replacements? Looks like, look, I jacked off an elephant, coach. And he's like, you're going to put this glue on, you're going to catch the fucking ball. That's what he needs. Okay? Then how would he throw 
He doesn't need to it's throw it. He just needs to run it. And then if you hand it off. Just run it. Oh, yeah, so not running counts. I don't care. Oh, okay. Hold on to the ball. Well, yeah, I mean, honestly. The ball doesn't hit the ground. A few of his turnovers have been fumbles or drop snaps. He's I only am, had, like, one interception. I am, or is it two interceptions? I would rather. Three, the first time. No, I would rather no it lose. was a bunch of fumbles the first time. Or no, 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 no. Yeah, that's right. He did. He, it was a bunch of interceptions. The, pro- the other thing is, I said Saturday night, is I think we're 2-0. and We're really close 1-1 and if we have Casey Thompson. Yeah, I agree. But I did forget. We're talking about that today. I did forget he had shoulder surgery over the winter. And I don't know how you put together a new team. Whoa. Are you okay over there? Just thought of something. My earpiece just blew up. Has yeah. it, people not heard me the whole time? No, they have, but now you sound a lot better. Oh. Did they hear that catundrum? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we will We'll try. Well, we'll probably edit that out. Rack and grind. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, man, I'm not hearing him that well. And we've got new mics and everything in here. So, anyways, sorry. It seems like there's always a little something, but that's, that's what makes us good. You know what's better than good? Taco Bell. Oh, absolutely. Way better than Amigos. I didn't go to Amigos. I went to Amigos once and I was like, God, if I had a bag, I'd throw up into it. <laughs> but there wasn't a bag, so I was like, I took one bite and I was like, Jacqueline, here, you take this. You made me go here. Before, now, before Take he... me across the street to talk about. Are you done? And then I was happy. What? Now, yesterday, she was like, let's have Red Lobster. And the whole time we're waiting on our crab legs, I'm like, I, I could be eating a quesadilla right now. And a bean I, burrito, and like that, that would be better. Like, really, you would rather have Taco Bell than an expensive meal? Yes, I would. Oh, me because too. it's better and it's cheaper. You just lost and affordable price. of your million viewers. <laughs> Jesus, why we're on before you know we move on Taco from Bell? Sims? Michael Jordan. Why we move on from before we move on from Sims and food? I think we need to draw attention to the relation. Sims catching a football from the center, receiving a football from the center, is about like. Seth here getting a rack of ribs off my trigger. You just hit the hands and you just hit the ground. You want to know why that happened? Because some cheap ass doesn't have big enough fucking tinfoil to cover the ribs as a whole. I've never had to take ribs off five at a time, by the way, <clears throat> without just being one full wrap so you don't have to worry about it. I've never had that problem before do, in my do life. Do you want to explain what happened? how you burnt yourself? Um, some jackass, I'm not going to name it, Decided to fucking put a double layer of tinfoil on top of ribs and sandwich it to where anything that was liquid or anything could get out by the slightest movement. And as I went to take off the delicious ribs that made your party, by the way, that I made, <laughs> as I went to slide the first one off, what did it do? The liquid came out, scorched my entire leg. What did I do? I didn't Cry drop like the ball bitch. like Jeff Sims. Like okay, I didn't make I didn't make shitty food like Amigos. Okay, I didn't bitch up like Matt Larson. I fucking ran around the corner, grabbed the hose, poured it on my leg, and said, "Ah, it still hurts, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna get these ribs off. I'm gonna make sure everyone has a good night at my buddy's house, who's kind of a bitch, but I love him. So I'm gonna make sure I get all these ribs off. And that's what I did. Okay. And then I went home, wrapped my leg up. My uncle Brian or my uncle Jamie came over. <laughs> Kissed me on the forehead, took me to the store. We got some fucking burn cream. Dude, we got so, back to the fucking party. Those ribs did make the party. But the, the last 30 minutes were the money that makes those ribs, and you are nowhere to be found. <sighs> the last 30 minutes when I said, hey, put some barbecue sauce on these bitches and throw them back yeah. in without <laughs> being threatened by aluminum. before we move on, in your little sandwich of aluminum foil. They your were, sandwich of aluminum. My sandwich. I knew I should have brought over my own shit from home. second grader would have realized that you could peel the top layer off and you would have had your ribs sitting in a bowl like a fucking professional 
and then you could have decided I what used you wanted. I used Scoopy deals. And what did you do? I poked a fucking hole in it. <laughs> you know and then I went to pull it out and the liquid spewed everywhere. cookie sheets. Do you have third degree burn? No. The second degree? The giant blister? <laughs> do you? I do. I had great Is ribs. your fucking leg wrapped up like a fucking gordita? I cooked for three hours before you got <laughs> out of bed that morning and I didn't burn myself once. Not even a good gordita, like, a, like an Amigos gordita. Like I don't think, gor- I don't think Amigos has gorditas. Of course, why would they? They're second rate. They're just tacos and burritos. That's all yeah, they have there. Just like Matt's ribs, second rate. And then, then they give the uh, little cinnamon twist deals, and that's that's the Sim special. <laughs> I think before long they'll be offering apple turnovers with them. <laughs> Still gonna be pretty good of it. Yeah, I'll eat the shit out of them. I don't care. I hope he gets more money. Oh, he's gonna right. need it. He ain't got a future anywhere. <laughs> Neither do you. <laughs> I do in ribs. <laughs> Some burnt cream, I'll be alright. <laughs> I'm gonna make it as long as I can go. Alright, let's jump into this a little bit. So, <laughs> we haven't even like really done anything. Your, your uh, meat, you guys. Your, your, you know what? Your meatballs were dry. Okay. <laughs> I didn't like them. Chicken wings, eh. Smoky. Didn't like them. <laughs> yeah, I ate 12 of them. I don't care. I was hungry. My great grandma's recipe, meatballs. I don't know. Somewhere between her and you, the ball dropped. <laughs> Let's move on, Jamie. I'm trying. so bad. He is so close to having that little blister bubble punch. <laughs> oh my goodness. Then, little, hear, then we're going to have to listen to him cry it's all over the size again. of a half dollar and not a half dollar coin, like an actual half dollar bill. Like he went around half. my basement when you guys came back. Like he just got back from fucking war. Should have got him crutches. It fucking hurt. I know. I, I'm surprised you, from when you had that surgery on your ankle, or your knee, whatever it was, and yep. you have the little cart, you should have gotten I, that for him. That was rented, and I returned it. Oh, well, I could have used it. No, you yeah. couldn't, because you couldn't you put your shin on the cart. That would have been, you would have bitched about that. Well, yeah, I don't know if you've ever been in pain like a real man, but it hurts. Let's go move on. Thank you. Let's move on. All right, everybody go check us out, all of our social media. <laughs> Everything at Cracking Crime, the X, the Twitter, the Facebooks. Squareboard right here. Oh, I told you I knew where they were. Yeah, I printed those. You know, he printed me out. What's that? A fucking one by one, one inch by one inch. He's like, look, there's enough of them. Do like, you have a fucking magnifying glass so we can see the signatures? He's like, no, that's it. We're good. And we kept going. I was like, I get it, buddy. You got a lot of shit to make, a lot of people to host, but you need to print me off something different. This ain't gonna work. What? I printed you two that day. Oh, yeah, you did. Upon this everything, is where the second one went. We're never going to move on from Saturday night. <laughs> I know, wait, Upon wait. everything else, <laughs> Seth goes, hey, I'll cook ribs and, and take care of that. Thank you, Seth. I'm going to print square boards, and I'm going to take them to bowling on Wednesday so we can Ooh, get them filled out. That would have been so smart. So we would have got more people That's involved. That's what I usually do. I've yeah. never once seen you show up with a square board. Did I not used to right show off. up at um, Wednesday nights with square oh, boards? Oh, like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. all oh, oh. he did. The window, two years ago when Windows <laughs> World was there. It wasn't four. It was two. So anyway, I expected it to be taken care of. That's yet another thing you know what started that you happen? started that I had to fucking finish, just like your ribs. You know what started to happen? <laughs> Jamie and Brett and Ryan, and especially Ryan and Nicole, started getting a little moody about it. Like, you know what? I, don't, I didn't win last week. I don't want to play this week. I'm like, ah, shit, okay. Guess I'll spend forty-eight dollars this week again, and then not win. So it became like a fucking two hundred dollar a month payment just to play the square boards. So I was like, eh, 
No, I, mean, I just I don't care like so really, much if it works like out. Seems like a really good week to move it up to two dollars. <sighs> that was Nick and Brett who talked me into that. Let's move on, please. Yeah, I know. I lost that way too. So everything on social media. <laughs> yeah, all of it. The TikTok, everything at Crack and Crime. Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Whatever. Right. Yeah. At, follow yeah, us. Yeah. Where's this? Yeah. Go check us out. Make sure you're giving us five stars because we've been bringing on guest after guest. We'd like to shoot out our shout out to all of our guests. Larson started it off for us, and then we've had multiple guests. Better ones. They, no, they've all been fantastic. Been really you, you've been, been really good, good, too. Yeah, all of them been better. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out Motocross Chronicles. That was a lot of fun. Uh, we, we just had Sam Workman with us. From, the, <laughs> from Clam Bake Incident. Go check that out. Go check them out over there. We got Love and Murder. Um, she was really good. Go check Love and Murder out. Uh, our Patreons, one of our Patreons, Mr. Garcia. Hope Both you're still Carlos. listening to us. Hope you still like it. Hey, we've got this beef jerky. We're going to get that out to you. <laughs> still and Taco Bell and now nope, Amigos. Nope. Yep, we Taco, Taco Bell out? We we, nope, nope. So uh, he's not one of our Patreons, but yes, we do have the Taco Bell gift card. That is still sitting How right over here. I think that one was 20 all right. Well, the Amigos one's 21, so it's no, better. Well, get. actually, the taco, taco Bell is 20 minus a burrito and a taco. So oh. it's, about, it's, it's about 16.48, but it is yours. If you share, like, comment. Mr. Madsen, we are getting that out to you. Uh, he's two blocks away. It's tough to get over there, but we're doing an Amigos giveaway. It's a long weekend, though. It, it might, is. It might, it might get lower. It is. We so, we got, so we got... <laughs> Our Amigos giveaway. Bushlight. Bush <laughs> They're not sponsoring us, but we, that'd be great. They could. Just like Taco Bell, uh, if you're listening, we are definitely wanting you to sponsor us. We're going to keep reaching out. So, yeah. yeah. Um, speaking of Taco Bell real fast, because I love it. <clears throat> What's that? I can, it's it's going to be eight ninety four. Is what? The Taco Bell gift card. I can already mention <laughs> two bean burritos, three South Tacos. Are you going to use it more? Yeah. <laughs> you, you good? I'm just seeing how far we're into this. <clears throat> oh, man, it's bad. We're still wasting time on Seth. Yeah. yeah, we also waited a fucking hour to start the goddamn thing. I got here at 8. <laughs> Excuse me, Jesus. I didn't mean to say your name in vain. Well, we, we have, but <clears throat> we have, we're not going straight to print. All right, there's going to be a few things. Jacqueline's going to be mad at me. She's like, I, I really want to see Sam. I love going over there, but I haven't been home in like four days. Like, I really, I just want to die. And I'm like, Psh. Babe, will be over to 20 minutes. No big deal. Knowing damn well that we wouldn't even start this fucking thing for like 45 minutes. <laughs> and you did not get here. Anyway. I'm not getting any nothing. Anyway. Oh, well. That, that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me. So, <laughs> it doesn't affect me at all. So, anyway. Gee, many Christmas. I was trying to get everything. So, <laughs> I'm taking Jacob to Taco Bell tomorrow night. Because he played really good in his JV game you tonight. What's you that? Done? You done on your phone? Is that what you do? <laughs> I was going to socials. Yeah. You're oh, that was yeah, fantastic. Thank we you. Had Behind the scenes. We had a talk before this about it. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Behind the scenes, has anybody seen Would this like done continue? live? Like <laughs> well, now some of your friends have. Would you like to continue? Sorry yeah, about so, his rudeness. So Jacob had a JV football game tonight, and he. Played his little butt off. He did a really good job. It was awesome. There was a okay? fly landed on my hand. Oh, yeah, let's let's try to keep it a little bit professional, guys. All right. <laughs> I thought you were doing that thing this guy in high school I knew did. You know, Just you know, can you shut him up? <laughs> 
So, oh, Jesus. I've got to deal with Jacob that if he makes a tackle during the game, he loves Taco Bell like I love Taco Bell. <laughs> you got Sorry, Matt had a bug hit him or something. He almost fell out of his chair. Before this goes any farther, <laughs> you touch me anywhere near my armpit again. I will drag a dull knife across that burn. For future police reverence, I have no idea what he's talking about. I, mean, I will fucking kill you. I didn't do anything. Not Can you tell us about Jacob's game? I'm trying to. I'm, he, he played awesome tonight. He made a couple of tackles. Um, and then, anyway, it was a lot of fun. So now... Tomorrow, as his reward, <laughs> I take him to Taco Bell. Are you okay? <laughs> Gosh. So does he get anything he wants? What's that? Does he get anything he wants? Yeah, when we get Taco Bell, he get, he'll order whatever he wants to. What if he asks for a hooker? Does he get that? No. No, they don't sell hookers or, you know. They do? No, not a Taco You just got to go get them. You just got to be willing to travel. huh? Oh, you're one of those dads. Half-ass. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have? What's oh. next? Anyway, all right. So, this episode, as we started to talk about until I tried to do the social media stuff, is uh, we're doing the Huskers tonight. So, we're doing Crime and Huskers. All right. Um, uh, does as everybody feel like, like we got all attention, full attention, no phone stuff, maybe? I don't yeah. Know. I'm looking yep. up shit here. Oh, yeah. I get so yelled at for that talking. all the time. You act, right. Actually, do we have, is there a recording in here? Can we, like, is there a recording from last time us three were in here and he was like, what are you doing, Seth? You on your fucking phone? And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm actually looking stuff up on my phone, like, actually, you know? Right, well, that's what Remember he's that? doing right now. So we've done a little bit of research. One of the first things we're going to talk about, mm-hmm. so talking about the Huskers, I want to start off talking about last week hmm. because I have, I, I'm not saying that, I, like, I grew up in the 90s, right? I was a 49ers fan. I think we all know that Neon Dion played for the Niners for a little bit, and then he swiped. He just like swapped to their enemy and went to the Cowboys. And then that's you know, when I know him. Right, everybody then remembers him as Neon Dion from there, and then he, you know, did other things, whatever. But I, I'm so beyond. I, I don't even know what to say. I've never seen a coach that is more about themselves than the team in all my years of watching football that you see. I mean, he's he's everywhere. Everywhere you look, it's Coach Prime. Coach Prime didn't even know how good he was going to be. No, no, don't get me wrong. I think that they're doing decent. But, I mean, I like Dion just fine. I have no problems with that. It was just crazy. He comes into the program. They're our rivals. So, talk about Colorado. They He, he walks into Colorado and then kicks the whole team out. All of them. Says you're done. Brings in all this stuff, and I mean, it's just been so... I, I'm surprised we're not at a point that by the end of the season, it's just going to be nothing but showing Coach Prime on the sidelines. You won't even get to see the game. That game will be happening. It'll just be his reactions to what's happening on the, on the field. It'll be very interesting because I think he's changing the landscape of college football. And yeah, it pains me to say this, but I think what Rule's trying to do is take the long-term approach right, and and try to build something that's going to be sustainable for a while, right or wrong or indifferent, I don't know. Right. Um, but Dion, I think he knows, and I think people are right, his son is probably an NFL prospect. Obviously, yeah. He's got Hunter, who no other program or no other coach in today's world would probably let him go both ways. That's probably a first round top five draft pick 
and then there's all these we saw it when we thought we were going to get Raul right? I had all these kids wanted to play with him so all these four and five stars came and I right. think that's what Dion's doing and then he's make he is doing <clears throat> he's making social media a bigger influence I mean no coaches allow all these cameras and videos and all these things and I think that's what kids want today so it'll be very interesting how he if he stays at Colorado past his son and Hunter leaving if he can keep the success um, oh, all he has to do is have a winning record and keep the spotlight on him this year and then everyone's going to want to play for him yep everyone everyone's watching him everyone's <clears throat> paying attention to him all the NFL teams everyone so all he has to do is do decent this year and every right. all the good players are going to want to play for him so he's always going to do good no matter where he goes in my opinion He's just going to keep sucking in the good kids. Everyone's going to want to come play for him. Well, so it, they were just saying during this last game that the amount of 90s and early 2000s football stars that are just, like, flocking to the Colorado Stadium all the time now because they're friends of Dion's, and they're now just they're just hanging out around mm-hmm. campus. Well, I mean, that's pretty appealing, mm-hmm. right? But I don't like it myself that he's the coach. The coach, like like – Speaking of the Huskers, when you think of like Tom Osborne, you think of kind of quiet, standing on the sidelines, that's the guy, right? Doesn't say a whole lot. You don't really see. And now you go to like as flashy as you can get. He, he's You're watching a Colorado game, and then every commercial, there's some commercial that he's in. We were, we were taking bets on what, what if he was going to pop out when it was like a Taco John's commercial. You're like, oh. Is he going to be the one eating the taco in the back of the store? Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to me to think that you just don't see this. It's it's a weird approach. I'm not a huge fan of it. And it could be a little bit that it's at Colorado, and I'm, I'm not well, overly... Another... Per- we just lost to him last week. Somebody else... I mean, Dion's all about self-image and self-branding. Right. We just played a coach last week that does the same thing. I mean, row the boat at Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota was willing to give up some of their branding rights for P.J. Fleck and lets him do all of his arrogant, flamboyant things that drive us crazy. But he's taken a very mediocre Minnesota team that's a consistent 8-9 win team every year right? and and overshooting it. And, and there's been some controversy with that, and there's probably going to be with Dion, but I think that's the... I think that's going to be the new landscape of college football. Yep. I mean, it's with these TV contracts. I mean, Colorado in the last two weeks has become so valuable to the now they're going back to the Big 12 that it's unreal. Like, their their, their value is through the roof. You can't hate on this new outlook either because it's always been the same thing. It's always been Alabama, Michigan, Clemson, Georgia. It's always been the same thing. So you can't. I don't know. I, I don't like it because we're not on the winning end of it. But at the same time, right. it's like, you know, Minnesota, Colorado, these these normally kind of, like, you know, beatable teams you expect to win when you play them. Teams are, are making something of themselves. And I wish we would do the same thing. Like, you, I'd just like to see a change in the spectrum. I don't want to see it be Alabama every freaking year, Georgia right. every freaking year. I, I, like to see, I like to see a change. So as much as I hate it, I kind of can't help but admire it. Well, it is there is a change. More people watch the Nebraska Colorado game 
than the Alabama Texas game in prime guy prime which time. is nuts absolutely that nuts. Is, nuts that is crazy. that today that's I don't know crazy the numbers, but more people watch Nebraska Colorado watched us because everyone wanted to see if Colorado was real and could beat Nebraska watched well, Alabama Texas who are two huge programs and right Texas beat freaking Alabama which is crazy yeah. so that that's that's the thing so but there's risk, and this, that's part of probably what we're going to talk about tonight if we ever get to the crime part of this thing. But right. I, oh, think yeah. when, I think when you bring in these kids um, that don't have a lot of ties, and transfer portal is going to be part of that. You bring in these kids that don't have any I know, ties. It's weird to they're, they're, they are there for the brand. They are there for themselves, and they are there for playing time. They're there to get to the NFL. Mm-hmm. And if those things go south, I mean, Rule just saw it happen a couple of weeks ago. If those go south and they don't, it doesn't work out for them. Some of these kids, it's going to go south. I mean, their lives, they don't have good, stable backgrounds and, and they need these football programs. And they're not going to be there three, four, five years anymore to learn how to become a man and, and treat people right and just do the things that they need to do to be a productive human, unfortunately, when they come from horrible homes. Sometimes, right. not all the time. Right. But <clears throat> some of these kids, and, and like I say, we just saw that with. Gilbert a few weeks ago in Nebraska. That's right. really sad what happened. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's jump into that story a little bit since we're talking about. So we brought up the the Gilbert. So he just recently was arrested for burglary. Yep. Because he broke into it was a vape, vape shop. Store. Yeah, yeah. A vape shop. And in, in the middle of the night, right? Yep. And then crazy. I I didn't watch the video of him inside the cool. store. I know that there it's out there. The videos are all out there. Mm-hmm. The video I saw was him basically just walking out to law enforcement. And it's like, just risked everything the to, to, for a vape store. And wasn't it, what was the, what was the number? Because the number was just a few hundred dollars worth of vape stuff that he stole, right? Yeah, but there's other things. I don't, for some reason, $1,200. $1,200 was sticking out my mind, I don't too. know if that's right. But right. No, was, I think it is. Yeah. But the video of him, like, because obviously locks are... I don't know what it was, but the video of him throwing bricks at the front of that store was just it violent. Like he, it wasn't like he walked up and gradually picked a lock and went in. I mean, he was throwing things at the door violently to get in. Wow. Like this kid, whatever he thought he needed, unfortunately, it wasn't like it was a half-ass attempt. Wow. And, I mean, it was, and I don't know if he needed money. I don't know. And, but I know that in the press conferences leading up all year, um, Rule Barry, I think I read in the newspaper that they hired some extra lawyers, extra people in the AD to help put together a story for the NCAA to help his chances of getting granted eligibility. Mm-hmm. And and Rule really believed he needed football, and yeah, at that point he hadn't committed a crime, so. It's a little right. bit different than the other stories we might talk about later, but mm-hmm. Rule was warned, and he knew that he came from a very tough background, and he needed football to stay straight and keep his mind straight on things. And this NCAA announcement, whether or not he was going to be eligible this year, drug on, drug on, and drug on. And I don't think there's a coincidence that, what was it, seven days or five days before the first game, this kid realized he wasn't going to get granted a waiver to play, and he just unfortunately let his life go to shit mm-hmm. it's too you bad know, some of those kids just need football and need that guidance and need yeah that what structure. else do they have you yep. know and, and i i think there's a i don't know nobody knows but I, i'm guessing there's a very big coincidence between he found out at some point in that week leading up to the first game and him committing that crime 
that he was not going to be part of, or he's part of the football team because they're still waiting for a waiver, but he was not going to be able to play this year. And I think in his mind, he's probably an NFL talent, and he wanted to prove that, and now he just unfortunately just didn't have any leadership that's going. That's crazy. And then so he's uh, he's gone from the team now, right? Yeah. Yeah. And Rule, I mean, when he talked about it, Rule's, I mean, he, you could tell it was like bugging him. It hurt him that that happened. Oh, yeah, I once, can imagine. Once the kid decided to do that, there's nothing he could do. But it, you could tell it hurt him for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I mean, Rule hasn't been here a real long time, so some of these players, they don't, you know, they haven't really been together a long time yet. So, but I can still see he's trying to build a program, he's putting things together. Now, is that, that Gilbert, is that one of the ones that he brought it? It was a recruit by yeah. Rule? So he was a transfer, and I, people know this better, but the, somehow he, he was a five-star recruit. He was at LSU at one time and at Georgia at one time. I think, I'm going to screw this up, but I think he was at LSU then transferred to Georgia. Okay. And Georgia's loaded at tight end. And he's a former five-star, and and I think he just wasn't going to get the playing time. And I think the Georgia coaches realized that he needed to be playing mm-hmm. or he's going to get into, you know. And I, I think there's a Georgia-Nebraska – connection on the coaching staff somewhere so I think that's why we've gotten some Georgia kids mm-hmm. but I, I think it it wasn't it wasn't without a recommendation to rule I don't think I think they told him hey this kid is a talent you need but there's some risk there and he needs some help is the way I understood it I, that's just by and I think rule knew that there's a risk going in there and he really wanted to get him eligible and unfortunately the NCAA drug their feet and they continue to do that yeah. So, and I think there's there's a lot of kids. I was reading. I think there's a Minnesota defensive back. There's a bunch of them. They're still the season started, and they still don't know whether or not they're going to gain that year of eligibility. Oh wow. Yeah, and some of these kids have a really good reason to transfer, family stuff or whatever. And so that that's going to be an interesting aspect of the NCAA is they're kind of losing their teeth Ooh. already. You know, with all these TV contracts, mm-hmm. how that happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then I don't know how it's going to affect it with. The kids being able to actually like get sponsors and stuff now—that's going to be a big change. Which I honestly, now this isn't Nebraska, but go to like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was the number one selling jersey of all time. Apparently, made the University of Florida millions of dollars, right? And off of that jersey, and he didn't see a dime of it supposedly. And now he's still against it. He's thinking. You know, like, even though he would have made millions when he, off of his jersey rights, right? But he still says that he would be against, he's against the players being able to make money because I don't, I, I don't, I don't get why because I, I mean, honestly, I'm for it. I don't care. But I, I find it, I would rather that, like, you know, your Sims can do the uh, Amigos. Amigos thing and make a little bit of cash off of it instead of Coach Prime doing Aflac commercial and Butterbean commercial and all these other things that he's doing. How he's doing like a like a peanut company. He's sitting there snacking on peanuts. Like, oh it's just crazy to me how many sponsorships and how many deals and everything he gets. Why couldn't the players get that? So they can now, so there you go. Have you seen the Florida documentary? No. Or Meyer one? What's that? Tim the swamp? Tebow. Something about the swamp. One that yeah. made me a Tim Tebow fan. I was always kind of goofy on him. Yeah, I, I've never that minded. That motherfucker worked. 
Oh, I mean, I didn't. I didn't really. Fo- I he just kind of annoyed me at the time. Oh, I can but see that. Yeah, what I what they left a lot of like Aaron Hernandez stuff out. Yeah, they obvious, for obvious reasons. Yeah, well, obviously, um, and it, it was a little bit of a thing to prop up Urban Meyer, I think. But that I think everything's a thing to prop up Urban that, Meyer. That feeling of that program very much made me feel like what kind of Nebraska was in the nineties. I can see that. I mean, just so there's there's supposed to be a documentary about the '90s Huskers, and I've yet to see it. I thought there was supposed to be like a thirty for thirty coming out, but I never actually saw the documentary come out. Well, the rumors were there was a thirty for thirty, and I don't know if they didn't get like cooperation from the university on it. So I can shut it down, or I mean, there's there's another documentary that just came out. I can't. I can't. I'll, I'll screw up if I say the name, but um, it just came out. You can download it for free online right now. Everybody says it's really good. But oh, it's, really? It's all just like the shining parts, you know, not, well, I, not I some of the crime things. Right. But I, I, I would guess that, I don't know, I'm guessing the university or somebody said maybe we shouldn't talk about all this stuff. Well, I mean, you don't want to tarnish, you know, I mean, no, Tom Osborne is. No. Right. No, absolutely not. And I, and I agree with that 100%. So before we get too crazy going into like some of the crimes, we are all three major Nebraska Cornhusker fans. Um, that's why we're even doing this a little bit. But we are all three of us major Husker fans. We're there every week with all the losses, even though I personally don't feel like the team looks any different from the last decade. Um, still there every single Saturday. And at this point, I'm starting to believe that it, the head coach doesn't even matter. There's somebody behind the scenes that's the coach and the team, and it, they're, that's why we're not looking any different. But I digress. Are you going to fall asleep? I don't know. Yeah, let's figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> and I am a big Tom Osborne fan. I truly am. Me right? too. I, I think that he's the man. I mean, hell, he's got everything in the state is Osborne something or other named after him, right? He's a he's good dude, fantastic coach. There was some sketchy shit that happened in the 90s when we were winning our national championships. Um, I'm I'm not surprised. Um, it's been an hour. It has not. <laughs> I I think before we go into that, you if we're gonna talk about crime in Nebraska, there's stuff that maybe happened before. But probably the biggest thing you gotta start with is Johnny Rogers. Yeah, we can start with Johnny, but that's before Osborne. Yeah, that's well, Devaney era. Osborne is offensive coordinator. Cor- yeah, he was the offensive coordinator under Devaney, yeah. and then. So yeah, so let's so, talk. Let's talk a little bit about Johnny Rogers. Let's jump into him first, because Johnny Rogers. I mean, <laughs> he was a great man and a great proponent of Nebraska. Oh, absolutely. But at the time of him winning the Heisman, and maybe still today, he's the only person to have a felony on his record to win the Heisman. Yeah. And that probably shows how good he was too. Right. Oh, he was the man. He's still. They still have a. They they have something. He's in his, he's in the Heisman commercial still. And right. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. He, there was something. I, I knew that there was something like crazy about him because he yep. was. Um. So let's see. So he was born in 1951, um, in Omaha, Nebraska. Five ten, hundred eighty pounds. Went to Nebraska from seventy to seventy two is all. Um. Doesn't look like he had a lot of success in NFL. First round pick. He was picked number 25 in 1973. Um, but it says he went to the Montreal Aleuts. Never even heard of such a thing. Uh, played for the Chargers from 77 to 78, but didn't have much. So 
basically he was he was popular in I mean he's a University of Nebraska alum. I mean he's he's probably one of the first that had their number retired at our university. So was it do you have on there the in nineteen seventy, was it armed robbery? He got so, charged with and that's where he got his felony? Let me see if they show because they don't talk about the uh, 74 nope that's when he met his wife Um, so so there's not a whole lot about it so when he was a student at the University of Nebraska in 1970 he was convicted of a gas station robbery yep Um, and that's what that's where he received his felony that that he had when he won the Heisman trophy yes and then he did get that pardoned by the Nebraska Board of Pardons, and it 13? was yeah November fourteenth of two thousand and thirteen. Uh, apparently, he was also charged with an assault in eighty five yep. um, while living in California. Yep. Um. But yeah, he he had this felony on his record from this burglary, and there's not really much that you can even find about the conviction of his robbery. So I don't know what the details really are behind that. But. Well, I think that's part of the reason. Well, he won the Heisman too, so maybe that's why his stand at Nebraska was two years. Yeah, that could be. But, yeah, he yeah. probably chose to go pro and then entered the draft and was like, I mean, he was top 25 pick. Yeah. I do. I just told you that. 1973. <laughs> that was 15 years before... The great world realizers of Matt Larson. <laughs> I know, yeah, that was definitely that was before my time as well, but not terribly long. It was before. way before my time. Right. Way. Way before like a your long time. time. Like, like twenty years yeah, before like your time. For a long time ago. So, but he's still Johnny Rogers, the Jet, and yeah. So what we've seen is he's probably one of the only ones that has a felony on his record when he won the Heisman. The only one. The only one? I know it was the only one at the time, but it's the only one still today. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Well, today we get them all off. Yeah. Charges. Yeah. Nothing. I don't know Didn't what you're... get them all off the charges. Didn't he so, play for the Chargers? But when, when... He did play for the Chargers for a little mm-hmm. while. Yeah. Yep. For... 70... Well, I just had it. 75 to 70... Get off the charges and on the Chargers. 77 to 78. From 73 to 76, he was with the Mon- with Montreal. Um, so he must have been playing in the Canadian League. So. Um, Help me with my ping. <laughs> so let's jump into probably... I would say the 90, 94 to 92,000 Nebraska is when the national media was giving us a lot of grief. Yeah, those are the good days. For how we were handling. Ironically, that's when we were Four years good. Old. Right. Well, so that takes me because Devaney quit coaching. Devaney? Uh, Devaney. Devaney? Yeah, like the why, Devaney. Why did I always think it was Devaney? Is it Devaney? Yeah, keep going. <laughs> so Devaney quit coaching in the, in the 70s, right? It was late. Yeah. It was late 70s, and that's when Tom Osborne then takes over. He was the offensive coordinator. Tom Osborne then steps in as the head coach. He wins. He, he never has. So Coach Devaney and then Coach Osborne, neither one of them had worse than a nine-win season. So they ever? were both ever. 
They always had nine-win seasons. Well, the only one at Nebraska was Mr. Larson, and I used to argue all the time, and that was Pelini. Pelini had nine-win seasons, except for maybe his final season, but I believe that was also a nine-win season when he got fired. I base my uh, Pelini <coughs> knowledge because, like I said, I, I grew up in Oklahoma, Indiana, always being a Nebraska fan for some stupid reason I chose to be a Nebraska fan. And now I'm just <laughs> – it's in my heart. I'll be it forever. But right. I base all of it off my dad – you and you. You guys are always like, yeah, Pelini, you know, I don't know why we got rid of him. He always was a nine-win guy. Like, we always at least won so nine Matt wins. Matt was completely against Pelini from, I think, what, year two? Uh, <laughs> we don't have enough time for this. I mean, we, we don't. We, we are dragging on. We, we can go through the time, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So this, let's this jump into... This strictly for Nebraska people. We are sorry to our fans of Sweden. <laughs> Montreal. Yeah. We have a couple in Cuba. <laughs> Sorry. We've had our one that's been chatting us up, so I'd like to give a shout out to him from uh, Ireland, uh, Dublin. Ireland, yes. Yeah. Did he come watch us last year? What's that? Did he come watch us in Dublin last year? Northwestern's last win. I just I don't want think you to know that I am a huge Conor McGregor fan. <laughs> we are. Till yeah. death do us part. Well, Braveheart, love it. <laughs> Is that even the right movie? I do I sound like that? Yeah, you always oh, do. Man. That's what make that's what you're you're the lovable doofus. So uh, I love you educate me. Talk to me on Facebook. I'm free. So just give us some shout outs there. Uh, anyway, let's jump into the nineties. That's where we're going to. Yes. So I'm gonna throw my darts. So <laughs> since since we had to talk about Pliny and everything else, I think the thing that makes us argue so much about Nebraska football whether it's you and me or me and anybody else on Facebook I lost friends over. Um, <laughs> I think so many people, that it bugs me, so many people keep saying that we need to win the Nebraska way. And when when Frost was hired, that's all we heard. We finally have somebody that knows how to win the Nebraska way with the walk-ons. And basically when they're saying that, they're talking about the Tom Osborne way. Right. And so it's always irked me because I do. I love that man. Like... He is on, he is on the best coaches. You Mount know, Rushmore. Mount Rushmore of coaches, biggest, hands biggest down. Oh, amazing absolutely. coach. Now everything he did since the day he's retired is, in my opinion, ruined our program. But that's a different podcast. <laughs> but he is, he was an amazing coach, and I do wish that we still did it the Nebraska way because when Tom was here, we were cutting edge on a ton of things. Right. Which made us really, really good. Now those things. Like we mentioned, highlighted in maybe the Urban Meyer documentary a little bit. All those things with, with those wins and all that came with recruiting some players who were amazing talents that always did not have the best background. Right. So, so then the argument always comes in, was Osborne trying to win games or was he really looking out for what's best for these kids? And I don't think there's any one answer. I think it's both. Yeah, you I know, agree. I think, I think he time, did what he had to do. I think there's times I think that... he benefited himself and helped them. Like He saw it two ways. The, the biggest story, obviously, is like Lawrence Phillips. Which right. You could, there's documentaries and the whole podcast on him. But, I mean, that I started watching football right in 90... The, the national championship of 94 seed in this season is the last time I... It was the first time I was all in. And... Um, Lawrence Phillips is still to this day the best college football player I remember ever watching. He, the, the guy was amazing. Yeah. And I didn't know till late. I mean, we all read the news articles about 
you know, we can get into the things that he was charged with and all that, but he came from a terrible background and he needed a male role model in his life, whether that was Tom or somebody else, he needed those people. And unfortunately we just couldn't keep him straight. And he completely went off the rails to probably the most tragic ending of all of Nebraska sports. Yeah. So I, I think he's kind of there. With him? I don't know the ending. So, of the story. so we're going to tell the whole story about Lawrence Phillips. Honestly, we he's get prob- around to it. We've been into it for forty. Well, this is this is probably the biggest story absolutely that we we have. So this will probably be the main story that we tell. <clears throat> Touch on this one quite a bit, but this is what we've been kind of leading up to is the whole Lawrence Phillips. Thing because yeah he was the 90s I mean our back-to-back national championships and then Scott Frost and all that and I mean it's just it's it's a pretty crazy deal um, but I, I agree 100% I, I think that but I, I want to touch touch just a little bit on what you just said because I'm not I don't think I do think if you were to bring the 94 95 Huskers what, what did they say it was the 95 Huskers was the best team of all time mm-hmm. right so I still think that that works today 100%, right? But here's my problem is it was a different era of football than it is today. So I don't think that we go out and I think we do. I, I think there there's do. there there's From, too many there's too many teams out there that have that are everybody now is is the same thing, right? So the so to be able to do something like what and I'm not even saying what Coach Prime is doing gonna, right now. I'm gonna. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just gonna go off of a, of someone from from a, a later generation than you guys, who grew up watching Peyton Manning, who grew up watching this new version of throwing the ball more than you do running. I just and then I, I look back and I read most of it. I, I watched it with my dad. But I don't remember it because I was too young. But I just the the fact that these team that these kids were just as knowledgeable as the kids today. And knew that we were going to just be down dirty and run the fucking ball on you. And Nebraska was still able to just run the ball all over people who completely expected it. And still score 70, 80 points on a regular basis. I don't think anyone beats that Nebraska. Even today. Even the new technology. I'm saying saying that it'll never happen again. No, of course not. But it could. As conservative. So everything I'm going to say is allegedly. Is that the right way to put it? Yeah, there you go. Yep. So, I will say my 100% belief is Nebraska was on the cutting edge of technology at that time. Yeah. No Peter's book shows some proof nobody was using steroids and painkillers like Nebraska. So, (laughs) he talks about his book. Damn, I didn't know that. All I knew is that they were fucking... So, this is where I'm going to go on my rant. And running. So you take these, so we talk about our walk-on program, the Nebraska way. You take these farm kids who have this great frame on them. They've worked, they have farm strength, whatever you call that. And then you put them in the program and they have resources available. I mean, we weren't drug testing then. We weren't steroid testing then. And we were on the cutting edge of it. Peter talks about it very easily. He talks about in his book, walking into a strength and conditioning office coordinator and a cookie jar of pain meds, they just grab handfuls of them on their way out the fucking door. So, the 94 through 97 Huskers, yes, when they talk about the offensive line walking up and telling Miami, we're running a trap play to the right, try to stop it, 
Yeah, because they were juiced out of their fucking ass. <laughs> and it was just, ignore- it's crazy. fine. But that's, unfortunately, there were some downsides of that. That's why, like, Peter, who everybody, like, you watch the 95 hype stuff. Peter was the scariest motherfucker on earth. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody messed with him. He owned that locker room. And he was juiced to the gills. But he will even that. say in his book, there is one motherfucker he never crossed. When he was in a bad mood, Lawrence Phillips, he was scared to death of that dude. So, but that's where I go on my rant about this whole thing. Like, Nebraska was Nebraska because what Prime's doing today with social media and getting all these kids' attention, cutting edge, is what we did during that time. And it wasn't long. I mean, Oklahoma's right on our tail. We just we just had the strength and conditioning coaches to do it at the time. I will go to my grave on that thing. And so while Osborne is a great man, when we talk about all this stuff, I believe that that needs talked about. And Peter talks about it in his book. I mean, look at this picture right here of Lawrence Phillips. That's Lawrence, right? Yes. Okay. And he's in college, obviously. Look, Look at his arms. Look at the veins. He looks like a 40 year old man. His arm does, doesn't it? Like but that's, the muscle on it? So that, so <laughs> does that, he not? <laughs> no, not really. That makes, can't re- no, I can't remember the interview, or maybe it was in his book, where he talked about, like, when he walked into the room, when Phillips was in a bad mood, he was scared to death. So that you fast forward that to Lawrence going off the rails that night of that assault, where, what did you say? you have that up? Where he climbed? Yeah. So he so let's let's just jump into Lawrence Phillips now. That's what so we should because it's uh, this is pretty much a Lawrence Phillips episode now. It has to be. Oh no, it it, it absolutely is. All right, so he's born. Um, I already said 1975 is when he was born. Um, he was six foot, 224 pounds. Um, and he was then born six foot, 200. Yes, when he was born, he was six foot. He got bigger um, as the years went on. Um, no, that was obviously his. That was his size in in his there. Poor mother. Yeah. So six foot, two hundred forty, two hundred twenty-four pounds. Goes into the NFL draft in '96, but he plays for the Huskers. So he's born in West Covina, California. I've never, I don't even know where that's at. But he was, he grew up in multiple different foster homes. I know there was some pretty sad stories that I don't read here. Uh, he was, he was abused and a lot of trauma growing up. You know. So 1993 is his freshman year at Nebraska. So. He's not a starter in 1993 as a freshman, but we go to the the Orange Bowl in in um, so what what wait before that so he came off the bench against UCLA that year, mm-hmm. and I don't believe that was in the Orange Bowl yet. So 131 yards, 137 yards, and a touchdown um, to sure. to beat. UCLA that year. You're not going to tell me, though. Like You can tell me all you want about Nebraska doing steroids. I guarantee every other top school is doing the same thing. They are now. I'm saying, but back then, I guarantee no, I, they were doing it. There's no way was the Huskers the be- were the only ones No, no, it. I'm not saying it's the only ones. We, we were a few years ahead of everybody else. Which is what And Oklahoma Alabama was right there. Miami was right there. I mean, it was, it was a... It was an arms race, but Nebraska was winning in those years. So he doesn't start in the Orange Bowl in 94, which would be the 93 season. Mm -hmm. 
But they're so in '94 in the Orange Bowl, he comes off the bench in the second half of the game and carries 13 times um, for 64 yards. 13 carries for 64 yards, and then um, all but one of his carries came in the fourth quarter. Oh, fourth quarter, not just the second half. Yeah, during which he scored a 12-yard touchdown run. Um, basically, that game, he was the starting running back after the – he comes in in the fourth quarter. They only had 183 total rushing yards all game. He comes and, – and remember, we weren't a throwing team. So if we only had 183 yards, I'd like to see – now what our total yardage was because it wouldn't have been shit, right? We would have been like 250 yards probably because we weren't a passing team. We were a running team. And I don't know who our – in 93, that still would have been Tommy Frazier, right? 93? Yeah. Yeah, Tommy Frazier was, would have still been our running senior back. senior in 95. Yeah. yeah, okay. So, so now sophomore year – Phillips comes back, but now he's got injury. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. The injuries were – this was the Tommy Frazier, Brooke Berenger year. This was the year that Tommy Frazier gets hurt, Brooke Berenger steps in and takes us to the national championship, and then we were trying to figure out who starts the game. That is a crazy, crazy they – they end up starting Tommy Frazier in that game, and then he has the game, right? Well, he got benched, and then he came back. So Tommy started, Banger okay. played, Banger threw an interception. I mean, he let us down and scored too, but like Tom had a short leash, so and he trusted them both. Yeah. So then, um, that was Miami game, right? Ninety. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Against the Miami Hurricanes. So, so that wasn't the run. That was ninety-five. Yep. Yeah, that was ninety-five. That was Schlesinger, fullback, scored two touchdowns in the second half. To win us that national championship. Okay, so yeah, because he's not even here, um, right? Because Lawrence. So then we get into so basically he has a stellar year his sophomore year, and then junior year. Um, does he even have a junior year with him? I I can't so, try to remember if he has two years. So that that junior year is when he got arrested. The junior year is where when he gets arrested. Okay. Yes. yes. So. Oh, yeah, because less than two weeks after he helped win the 94 championship, he pled not guilty to charges of assault, vandalism, and disturbing the peace. Yep. And then, I there's not dates here. Um, it says... But Tom announced that he was thrown off the team that uh, that offseason. So... And then later... Let's him come back. Let's him come back and said that the time frame, this, this all circles back to this week... The time frame that for Phillips might be eligible to come back is the week leading up to our historic rival, Colorado, and that's when Fra- that's when Phillips comes back. Oh. So then the Colorado fans were they're, they're crazy pouring, mad about they're it. They're pouring on that whole deal, and that's when and the so frozen is that from, and all that shit came. Oh, oh my God! Yes, that's what made us even worse rival. Holy oh, God, nice. was that game? Yeah. All right, so he. Tied a school record by rushing for 100 yards or 11 in, in 11 straight games in 94. Despite frequently playing against eight or nine-man defensive fronts. <laughs> Man. Um, he carried for, in the, in the uh, Miami Hurricane game, he carried for 96 yards on 19 carries. Um, it's just crazy. And then, yeah, then right two weeks after that game, 
is when he has the assault, vandalism, disturbing the peace. Now, the charges came and says here, March 94 incident, he was accused of grabbing a 21-year-old college student around the neck. Um, he entered pretrial diversion program, um, but was then charged on November 18th, 94, after failing to complete requirements from the program. And then, yeah, that's when you say that, yeah, shortly before the start of the next season, his eligibility was in question for receiving a $100 lunch from a sports agent. Gee, many Christmas. And at that, so at that time of that Colorado game, who was also a famous running back, Damon Benning, who's a Nebraska yep. Yep. media person, was also benched for assault. Oh, yeah. During that same time, now, too. So our number one and number two running backs were in question of playing because of assault. Oh, my goodness. Well, and then, obviously, Phillips, they're calling it for the $100 lunch. It's where he was in trouble with the NCAA. So, finally, they decide that, yeah, he's going to be able to – he's he's able to play the game. So, he goes into the 95 season. He's an early front runner to win the Heisman Trophy. Um, it says – let's see. In his second game of the season against Michigan State – Playing their first game under their new head coach, Nick Saban, Phillips had 206 rushing yards, four touchdowns on 22 carries. After only two games, he was averaging more than 11 yards a carry. Nick Saban scored six touchdowns against him. Nick Saban said that he remembers that as being the toughest team he ever played against and he was going to model. He's he's cited that loss numerous times. Well, that '95 Husker team is hands down what what they consider the team. No, there's nobody as good as the '95 Huskers, and he was a huge piece of that. So, but so hours after the team returned from East Lansing on September 10th of '95. So after that game. Phillips then breaks into quarterback Scott Frost's apartment by climbing the outside of the building to the third floor, and then he enters through the sliding glass doors, and then, because his girlfriend was allegedly in there with Scott Frost, Mm -hmm. and so he then assaults his ex-girlfriend, who's a basketball player, Kate McEwen. He drags her out of the apartment by her hair, down three flights of stairs, before smashing her head into a mailbox. He was arrested and eventually suspended. Now there's controversy. Controversy. um, With Osborne. Because Osborne reinstates him onto the team and just suspends him for a few games. Mm -hmm. And now people are pissed. So so he's doing a press conference. And during the press conference, one of the... uh, one one of the people that's asking questions to him, so one of the press reporters says, if one of your players had roughed up a member of your family and had dragged her down a flight of steps, would you have reinstated that player to the team? Outraged, <laughs> Osborne leaves the press conference. Won't even answer the question. Gets up, gone. Leaves it. And then he says that his decision, his he finally states that he felt the only thing that he could put in place that would keep him on track was football because that was probably the only consistent organizing factor in his life. They suspended him for six games. Osborne or? Yes. Osborne suspended 
Phillips for six games, mm. and then he comes back and he plays the Iowa State game. Although touted freshman Amon Green was still the starter. And Amon, Amon Green, Green, yeah, he's famous in the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Amon <clears throat> Green. Definitely. I, I would put it up there that he's probably our most famous, most successful running back in the pros mm-hmm. was Amon Green. Yeah. A stud. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's. He, I didn't know he was you, Nebraska. I didn't know that. You didn't know that Amon no, Green was. No, oh, I grew up dude. Colts and like watching NFL yeah, shit. I was, always remember was watching our, Amon Green play against. He was us. our I starting quarterback or running back. I didn't know he back. was Nebraska. And then he was also our starting running back. I knew a Dominican Sue, and that was that was about fucking it. And Eric Crouch was supposed to play wide receiver and chose not to, and right. gave it up. I mean, that's about all I knew. So. After, despite pressure from the national media, Osborne named Phillips the starter in the Fiesta Bowl, which pitted number one and number one Nebraska against number two Florida. This is the game. I mean, that's this is whatever. But this is the one with the run. If, and if if you're a Nebraska fan, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, just type in the run in YouTube, and and you'll see. Tommy Frazier run. How many yards was it? It was like 70 yards, wasn't it? And he yes. broke like 15 tackles. Uh, but anyways, in that game, Phillips rushed for 165 yards um, and had two touchdowns on 25 carries. That's impressive. Yeah. So they, they won 62-24 to 24 in that game. That year, I will still say the biggest robbery of the Heisman was Frazier not winning it that year. Danny yep. Warfel won the Heisman from Florida. Which is unreal. And so... When you when you crack and crime people go do your research, and I got on my phone. There's an article from Sports Illustrated on September 25th, 1995, on that front of that Sports Illustrated is Danny Warfel, and it's the attack of the Gators, the best offense in the country, September 25th, 1995, mm-hmm. and because everybody was saying that that was the best Spurrier's offense he's ever had. Nebraska couldn't play on grass. I remember that that being a big thing. They said that yep. we couldn't play on grass that year, and all that stuff. And it was it was a big hype game. And actually, I don't I don't know spreads back then, but it was overwhelmingly that the the Heisman winner at that time, Danny Warfel, was going to run away. Like it wasn't even supposed to be a close game mm-hmm. when we played him. That's but, crazy. Steroids rule. <laughs> So, 1996, he enters the draft, um, and he was it, it with Osborne's encouragement. He enters the draft. He decides to go pro one year early. So he goes into the draft in '96. Um, he goes. Frazier. No, 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 no. Frazier never. Phillips. Phillips. He didn't do crime. Yeah. So we're not yeah. talking about him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because he was. Wake up. A Nebraska stud. I'm learning. But he had so many. He had so many medical from Husker alumni. He had so many medical issues. Tommy Frazier was never going to go anywhere other than. Uh, but anyway, so they they decided that everybody was talking that Phillips, other than his criminal background, if he didn't have that, he he probably would have been the number one pick. Consensus, yeah. Yeah, and and he still goes in the. He was the fourth pick, um, to the Baltimore Ravens. Did he have... The Baltimore Ravens weren't the Baltimore Ravens back then, were they? 
It says he I'm pretty he sure it was the Baltimore expected, Colts. Sorry, back then. sorry. He was widely so, the Baltimore Colts, right? No, Baltimore Ravens. Um, with what the fourth oh, pick. Oh, yeah, 90s. Okay, you're right. Yeah, I'm thinking 70s. Um, however, right. Baltimore decided to select the best available player regardless of position. Um, they took someone else. So then um, he goes to the Rams. Yep. So how long did, did he have any incidences before he ran over those people with his car? Um, let's see. Apparently they... They had traded. See, now I didn't know this because I became a Pittsburgh Steelers fan um, in the 2000s because of Bettis. And they traded him. They traded Jerome Bettis so they could get Phillips. Man, what a shot in the foot that is. Holy cow. Who was the other running back when Bettis won the Super Bowl? It was. It was Ben Roethlisberger, Jerome Bettis, and another running back, and they were going back and forth, back and forth, winning that Super Bowl. It was like 2005, 2006, 2007, something like that. Yeah, I can't remember that other guy's name. Um, It was like it was Willie or something. It was Willie something. They were kicking ass. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um, So I I moved to Indianapolis in 2000, 2001, and uh, never had an NFL team and joined the Indianapolis Colts. Two years after Peyton Manning became there, and then. Watched lost him everybody. all the way until he Shut up. they traded him to the fucking <laughs> Saints. And he was fantastic, way better than any of your favorite teams ever be, bitch. So I'm trying to see <laughs> I'm trying to see how long um it was. It doesn't say anything about him running those people over. Um, that's what put him in prison for good, right? Yes, but that's that's not for a bit. I think he had a few other assaults. Yeah, some small stuff. He had, I think he had some deep domestic violence stuff, and then I think that he had some other just regular assaults, and then they were just tired of him, and then they traded him. So he goes to the Dolphins. Um, he it says he lasted two games with Miami, rushing 44 yards and 18 carries. Um, then they released him after he pleaded no contest to assaulting a woman um, at a nightclub in Florida. Yeah, it don't work out. Um, then he goes to Europe. Um, he misses most of the 98 season before a comeback of 99. He set offensive records with the Barcelona Dragons. He rushed for over 1,000 yards. Um, then he comes back and he goes to San Francisco. Now, this is where shit starts to turn um, because he's butting heads with coaches too. Now, another one that was a Nebraska alum was Tom Rathman. And uh, Tom Rathman was not having him. So they tried to keep um, Phillips, and Tom Rathman threatened to stay in San Francisco if Phillips made the trip. Like, he's not going. If you if you take him to the next game, he's not going. So they finally suspend Phillips for three games, um, and then he basically was just traded, it looks like. it. I mean, he's it, it didn't last very long. Then he goes to the AFL and the CFL, Florida Bobcats, Arena Football League, Canadian Football League. Basically, his trouble off the field just kept dragging him down in his in his problems. So, August of 2005, he's arrested for assault after driving a car into three teenagers following a dispute with them during a pickup football game in Los Angeles, which I don't even... I don't... I mean, just... So... At the time of his arrest, he was also wanted by San Diego in connection with two more domestic assaults involving a different former girlfriend who claimed that Phillips had choked her to the point of unconsciousness. Um, in addition, the L.A. Police Department was seeking 
Phillips in connection with another domestic abuse that occurred in Los Angeles. In March of 06, he's ordered to stand trial for charges of felony assault with a deadly weapon. That's from running over the kids in the gas station. And so he's sentenced to 10 years. They, they reduced it to seven. And then while he's serving that sentence, he's then convicted in 09 for the assault on that other girlfriend, um, Emilio Weasler, on seven counts, including assault with great bodily injury, false imprisonment, making a criminal threat, and auto theft. So on December 18th of 09, he's sentenced to 25 years in prison on the 2009 conviction. So that's to run consecutive for a total of 31 years is what he's got. So he's got all these DVs. Consecutive means time served, right? No. 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 Consecutive yeah. no, means... Oh, yeah, yeah. Consecutive means one top yeah, con- of the fucking other. Yeah. So if you yeah. have two years yeah. and then you get consecutive, another two years, I you're doing that. four. Yeah. Concurrent yeah. would be you're Concur- doing two. Concurrent, yeah. Yeah, so we're, he's got consecutive. Together, so he's yeah. got he got 31 years in prison. Mm-hmm. So now he's he went to the Kern Valley State Prison um, since his crimes were... They, they harmed other people. He was required to serve at least 85% before becoming eligible for parole. Violent time. Yep. Um, so he would have been considered for eligible for release at 57 years old. Mm-hmm. So now, April 12th of 2015, Phillips' cellmate, Damian Soward, the cousin of the former NFL wide receiver Jay Soward, was found dead in the cell the two men shared. So he's sharing a cell with Damian Soward. Soward was serving a sentence of 82 years to life for a murder conviction. And Phillips was regarded as the prime suspect in the case because he... So basically, he choked... He allegedly choked this guy to death Mm -hmm. in their cell together. Mm -hmm. So they move him, while they're doing the investigation, they move him to like a seg, right? Administrative segregation. Mm -hmm. And so on then... That was on April 12th. And now on September 1st, Phillips was charged with first-degree murder of his death, and then on November 9th, the prosecutor was granted motion to reconsider. This this would have all been in 2015. Okay, that's when the death was um, of that cellmate, Damian Soward. Convicted of it, pretty much. So while he was waiting trial, he was in SEG when he was found unresponsive in his cell by corrections officers around midnight on January 12th, 2016. He was pronounced dead at 1:30 a.m in a suspected suicide. Um, this was the day before the judge would have ruled if there was enough evidence to bind Phillips over for the trial um, for the murder of Soward. So the day before he goes to trial on, or to be found whether or not there was enough evidence, so this would have been like a preliminary hearing, right? So this would have been, do they have enough evidence to move forward with the trial? So he had court hearing the next day, but... Essentially, they say that he hung himself in his room. Mm-hmm. So he was, um, they ended up, they they donated his body to be examined by the the chronic traumatic encephalopathy at Boston University. I don't know what that word is. Um, but so at the CTE. So they, they don't, they studied his brain. Mm-hmm. But the coroner said that he has he had hung himself and then he had he had taped 
a note saying do not resuscitate across his chest and then he hung himself in his cell the funeral was held um, january 23rd in san dimas california he was buried two days later at inglewood park cemetery in inglewood california hmm. so tragic man his but the the amount of damage that he left in his wake is pretty crazy you wonder um i've always wondered if it was a mix between a horrible childhood and then it'd be very interesting if they took his body to check his brain for the cte they did did they did they talk did about that yeah i i said that multiple times i couldn't even pronounce the word were you not here with me two I seconds thought, ago i'm sorry just missed it's, it it's, <laughs> It's, it's, probably, it's probably the amigos. <laughs> it probably is. I, I quit eating that. I was, I was reading no, yeah, something no, else. They yeah. donated his brain to be examined by the CTE okay. at Boston University. And results? They didn't come out and say what the results okay. were, um, but a coroner de- determined. It says on January 15th it was announced that his family had agreed to donate his brain to be examined um, for CTE. And so I don't. it doesn't say what the results of that were you would think that if there was something there i do kind of think i remember hearing something about i just i don't know if it was like um from the radio personalities like i i'm not even gonna say in nebraska but i i remember in the fallout of him doing that to himself that there were there were teammates coming out at the time saying when he was in prison he was writing letters to him and he was struggling mentally very bad and I can and, see that. and really needing some help and and just a horrible tragic story all the way around all the way it's, around it's so somebody horrible. that could be I, I mean if if he wouldn't have had the trouble off field i think he goes down in history as one of the best running backs of all mm-hmm. time yeah for sure i i think that he would have broken records all over the freaking yeah. place and it's just too bad. It's just crazy. Well, well, then you think, and I know this is this is not Husker related, and it's kind of crazy, blah blah blah. But when you think like the Aaron Hernandez story, it's very similar, right? So, so he's success, crazy successful, but he couldn't, couldn't, right? Couldn't stop creating problems and 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 going to the clubs and being Mister Popular now, but then flashing guns and you know, and then to kill the guy and then spent you know prison and it's just it's. It's it's a sad, sad story. It really is. So that, that is, I'm assuming we're gonna have to start wrapping soon. Yeah. But that is, that is the biggest story of the '95. I would say. Huskers by far. But again, I, w- I want to go back and encourage people to read that 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 story from Sports Illustrated that year because I'm gonna as read good it. as Osborne was. It, it's amazing the things that we got away from because that that story cites um, just for example four other players with felonies involving shootings, um, assaults. That particular article references Tom Osborne hiding a gun from cops. There is interviews just, from just keep police. drawing me in. There are, there. Are, there's quotes from police chiefs in Lincoln. You push that door all the way shut. I apologize. That's my fault. Police chief in Lincoln talking about how Osborne is interviewing witnesses of these crimes and maybe tam- not tampering, but maybe influencing them. And right. it just it goes down a, 
a crazy story of this great man, very faith-based, you know, is he, is he protecting, he, he went into these parents' homes and says, I'm going to take care of your kid. Is he fighting for him or is he trying to win games? We'll Dude, never know that. We will never know that. Right. You won't, you won't. But if you're faith-based, then I believe the line is so thin. That's my phone. Again. Fourth time? Yeah. That's because fuck that phone. I'm here for you guys. I don't know. <laughs> but I'm thinking like, you know, if you're, face, if you're faith-based, then there's such a thin line between... And I wouldn't know. I was a lost kid myself that like was so lost in my family and, and the stuff my family was going through and... And being pushed on the other side and seeing things that I should have never seen that most kids see that nobody understands because they've never seen it. You know what I mean? Like, and there's such a fine line there, and I, I don't know. Just for what I've, I, I need to watch the videos. When you, when you told me earlier today at my house, you're like, you should watch this stuff. Like, I immediately, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this. But my initial thought without watching it is like, from from him just being faith based and, and being God based from everything I've seen the people I've been around and the people that have that have murdered and not murdered and everything and the ones that that believe in God and everything I believe he was I believe he was more on the right path I think he was more going with with God in his heart and, and leading it that way but I could be wrong and I, I can't really judge that until I watch it and then I still might be wrong because no one really knows besides him and the kids he helped but. Based off of what I've heard so far, and based off of what I've seen in my past, I'm I'm guessing he was doing the right thing, and it, I think it was a bonus that he was going to win in the process. But we'll see. It's just I don't know. If you just I trust you, and I, like, I have a lot of respect for you, so I'm like, no, I don't. don't I'm not. Again, I love the man. Maybe he wasn't. But I, I just, I just crazy to me, and everything changes. Like time, things get blown up in today's world with social media. But I'm just reading this. This one little piece on Tyron Williams in Sports Illustrated, it states Nebraska assistant Kevin Steele was given Williams' 22 caliber revolver, then Steele and Osborne locked it in the gun cabinet before the cops could come find it. But if Osborne's right. like, he I, he loves this kid. This kid's doing great. Yeah, he's, he's trying his best. He still comes don't. In, he's like, no, I. Papa I, Osborne, I'm trying my best. I'm doing this. That, 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 that goes to my frustration. In the name though, of Jesus, I'm gonna. Hide that goes this to my frustration, though. Of no, I, everybody's that's an ethical saying, choice that he made, and I don't agree with I that. Goes, that. That goes. With, that goes with my frustration of everybody's very saying. different spectrums. You and me. So I don't know. <laughs> that's the Nebraska way I want to get back to. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I want I want Matt Rule to hide fucking Jeff. Yeah, Sims. let's hide some guns. <laughs> let's Sims, fuck some people up. If Jeff Sims can let's hold steal on to some football, cars, we need to hide his shit. You know what I mean? He's got a pound of meth. Put it in the fucking locker. Hide it. Lock it up. If he can hold on to that, if he's turning over, fucking turn it, man. Fuck it. But if Chuba Party is throwing them touchdowns and he's got a fucking pound of meth in his locker, somebody put put that shit up. The, the last great player we had, Sue, what did he do? Didn't he just like run into a bunch of cards, like hit and run? And he was smacking like, bitches and selling meth. We just, I don't care. No, he <laughs> but he, he like sideswiped a bunch of cards and just drove away, and he was okay with it. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with a little a automotive, hum, like automotive damage. I don't to, care. I don't, he could have ran over six we babies can hide and guns a baby again. Mama. I don't just fuck. fucking beat Dion. That's all I care. Yeah, beat Dion. DJ fucking Fleck. Bring it back. Yeah. What are you telling me, Sims? What did you do this weekend? Um, he probably played I, Xbox and sat at home. And yeah, now I, I ran yeah. over. I now ran he, over four chicks and a dude. I'm like, you know what? Hey, 
You got six touchdowns. You know what? Maybe. Five, we don't have, there's five, I, I, there's five I disagree with all of that. Five casualties, six touchdowns. We don't have anybody on this team. Out. All right. I mean, anybody on this team worth bailing out of jail and hiding guns for? That's a problem. No, it's because we're the exact same team. That right now. We're the exact same team. I don't even think that. I, well, I know. I'm. I'm not even going to go to Amigos and order his special. Like oh, that. I'm not no. doing that. I'm I don't care it. if You're nothing gonna... <laughs> else was open in town. I would not go to Amigos. I would go anyway. home and cook soft tacos myself. That's right. But anyway, we're giving away a gift card. Yeah, go like that post from like a month and a half, two months ago. Yeah, Support Nebraska. How many turnovers will he end up with? <laughs> go we into. We'll, we'll give you a gift card. You go into Amigos and you ask for the turnover special. I'm sure because that's be what great. it's called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think right now it's a number four because that's what he's. I mean, I think he's yeah. really pushing that down our throat, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get the best of both worlds, a touchdown and a fumble. <laughs> there is. It's, 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 it could happen with every college football team, but you could sit here for four more hours and talk about other crimes. Oh, yeah. Oh, easy. I think you could talk. If you want to do a college football one, you need to watch the the Swamp one with Urban Meyer. I would love go, to watch it. Because you did Aaron Hernandez. I started right? it. Yes. Go with the whole Swamp. It's amazing. I oh, I need, I need to watch it. I've seen it. I've seen that oh, it's Hulu, on there. We just... We've done mm-hmm. no Netflix. You're stupid. Nobody, you know, it's cool. Yeah. You know one that we, Vegas. you know one that we, we've already done the episode, but I could get your take on it briefly because we probably need to start wrapping this up a little bit. Um, I would say our biggest story, obviously, was Lawrence Phillips. We got that down, but Johnny Rogers just because he's a Heisman, right? right? Just because he's the Heisman. I, Otherwise, I he's still like, a stud. I, I, um, I, uh, I hate Matt's cuts. <laughs> I was gonna say. I already did a podcast on it with Jacob, but we we talked about the voice of the Huskers. You remember that whole ordeal? Because mm-hmm. there was nothing funner. That dude would get you rocking. Yeah. I loved that guy's voice was on like Runza for yeah. Nebraska, you know. And if you haven't had a Runza, you got to come to Nebraska just to have a Runza. Uh, I don't actually like the Runza, but I love the cheeseburger. I know you don't. I know you're weird. I They're, love the cheeseburger. Oh, oh. oh. Just like you, you don't like it. I don't like runzas. But Me it's, either. I, I love the cheeseburgers though. But you're like, oh, you piece of Oh no, I thought you didn't even like the no. burgers there. I like the cheeseburgers. Yeah, the, just, <laughs> I just don't like the fucking runzas, just like you. But you got to eat at runza. That There's people that talk about it all the time. They love the runzas. Come here, eat a runza. Come to Nebraska, check it out. Anyway, um, the voice of the Huskers. I mean, that dude. That's a crazy story. Mm-hmm. So he, the, man. Anyway, no you're gonna open up another about. hour is what you're gonna do. I know, I know. So I didn't listen to it. I'm sorry. You didn't listen to that one. No, All right. I'm well, go back. with you. I've listened to one of you and Jacob's podcast. How many have you done? We've done several. Four. I'm yeah. sorry. Four just by yourselves. Yeah, I think. Real right. fan over here. <laughs> That's why he's in here with us. Do yeah. you want? Do you like? Do you have your own nipple that you suck out of, or do you just go with theirs? <laughs> so, anyways, thank you everybody for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We're going to start wrapping this thing up. Go check us out. All of our social media stuff. Sorry if we got a little winded at some points, but I think that all in all, fantastic, fun episode. Had a blast. We got winded. <laughs> you, well, we did. Yeah, you uh, learned a lot of shit today. So, I did. Yeah. Now you got to research. That's right. Yeah, I can't wait to do it. Yeah. So, anyways, good time. Make sure if you like the podcast, give us five stars. We don't settle for four. Don't do that. Just leave. Give us five stars. Um, leave a quote. Leave something. Say something. Say we're your best. Say that we're not the best, but still give us five stars. 
And then it helps the algorithm more algorithms, more people get to hear us, all that fun jazz. Uh, social media, go check us out everywhere. Leave us comments. We love all of that stuff. Make sure you're liking, sharing, doing all that stuff. Find that deal. Try to get this um, turnover special number four at Amigos. <laughs> that really came back to bite me, did it? It really it did. Like it did, yeah, because the season that even started. You're like, Amigos, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it didn't turn out, did it? <laughs> it is better food. I just it turned it just over. It sucks that our quarterback got it in. Yeah, it That's right. Out. Yeah, so then, well, he thought that it was a good thing when he started when he, he started sharing that our quarterback was sponsored by Amigos, he's like, look, it is. Woo-hoo. Now I think it's hilarious. So anyways, go check out I the turnover special, number four, Amigos. Check it out and then like our stuff, share it. We're, eventually we're going to give that gift card away and we will get that right out to you. So make sure you do that to us. Everybody else, we are working on the beef jerky. We're Jesus. trying. We're trying to get to that Amigos out, but we keep fucking fumbling the goddamn thing. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's gonna get to you eventually. As soon as one of us can hold on to the fucking thing, we'll get can it I, to you. Can I just do the fans a favor and just drop it off on the mail on the way home? You can drop it somewhere, <laughs> we, we but not where it's supposed to be. We haven't selected anybody. Yeah, yeah. we have to do it. Beef jerky. Can I put beef jerky in the mail on the way home? You no, could. We could. It's we supposed could, but... to be there, but you can't drop it there where it goes because that's not the fucking point of the play. Right. All right. You gotta <laughs> drop. It, uh, simultaneously on the way seven times. That's right. We don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna send it to Garcia when I'm good and ready. Yeah, whenever yeah. this quarterback anyway, evolves. We'll Patreon. Thank you, Mr. Garcia, and both grandmas. And uh, check out Phelps Harvest. Sorry, Grandma. <laughs> so, all right, that's all I got. Anybody else got anything? This was a ton of fun. Let's let's play our favorite song going out, and then we're still. I'm still working on another one. That should this be one. the intro every week. You're stupid. Oh, that one we did today? Stop, stop talking. Phenomenal. Play. But no, oh, oh. Not oh. Not, this, not the porno one, the fucking game one. Damn it. Giggity.